Welcome to Haystacks in Hell, an ex-Adventist podcast where we tell stories about growing up Seventh-day Adventist, leaving faith behind, and building new, fulfilling lives. All right, are you, uh, are you comfy? Enough, I guess. I've been sitting in a fucking closet, yeah. <laughs> Do your listeners know that you literally sit in a goddamn closet? <laughs> I guess they will now. By the way, he sits in a fucking closet, and he shoved me in it. You shoved me back in the closet, you hoe. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. <laughs> I can't even get started. Ah! Hey, everyone. I'm your host, not Santiago. That's this hoe who can't speak over here. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, hey everyone, I'm your host, Santiago. And as you just heard, I'm joined today by my lovely partner and co-host, Sirsha. We love a cold open. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) And for this episode, we're talking about Halloween. We're going to share some of our childhood experiences. We're going to share and react to some stories from the ex-Adventist subreddit. And then I'm going to play Abby and Amy's original episode on Halloween. So first off, I don't know, should we should we do an intro? This is this is your debut on the show. I guess. It is spooky season, bitches. Uh, This is when I come alive, even though I sound like I'm dead on the inside, because I am all the time. (laughs) Uh, So I'm Saoirse. I'm Santiago's partner of, I don't know what, two years plus at this point? Mm -hmm. Something like that. You're the one with 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 the tracker on your phone of... Don't out me like that. I am going to out you like that, bitch. (laughs) He's a sappy piece of shit, and I love him. Um, So, yeah. Hi. I glow in the sunlight. I'm like a goddamn twilight vampire. I just sparkle in the fucking sun. Appropriate for spooky season. And I have Irish Catholic background on my mother's side and i have roman catholic on my father's side and i am like not like that to all of it Mm -hmm. yeah and for anyone who knows anything about traditional adventist views on catholicism i am absolutely (laughs) sleeping with the enemy yeah (laughs) oh yeah baby i mean i'm basically the devil at this point so like well (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we figured we would share a little bit about our halloween experiences and like she just mentioned she's you know not religious didn't grow up particularly religious we'll maybe talk about that more on another episode yeah i was gonna say like way to there's no good way to be like here's my whole background because you just want to be like we're just doing a fucking halloween episode and i'm like do they need context no context fuck all of y'all you get no context i'm just here now 
Yeah, we we might we we've talked about doing potentially some paywalled content to support the show. Patreon. Yeah, so eventually we might get to doing that um, when I manage to find time between work and the regular content. If you enjoy the spicy chaos that is my existence, uh, that will basically be the paywall. It'll be like unedited fucking nonsense of the two of us, essentially, where Santiago literally can't speak for the first like five minutes because he's laughing so hard. (laughs) sure hopefully not every episode but uh we'll see every episode (laughs) to be determined all right so we're gonna start off real quick with kind of family traditions around this time of year so growing up my family and i never ever celebrated halloween the most we would do is we would maybe put up a bunch of little friend or guide magazines out in front of our home on our porch. You can't see this right now, but Sears is like, what the fuck is a friend magazine? What? <laughs> so, so this is basically Adventist material for kids. You would get it at church on Saturdays, or maybe you would get it mailed to your home. I don't remember how people typically got them, but I remember getting them as a kid at church They'd have different stories for kids, and it's basically, think of it like Sunday school type content, but in a little magazine. So it's basically they took Bible shit and they made it like cartoony, and they're like, look, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. We would hand those out, and there would be like healthy snacks instead of like regular candies. I'm I'm sorry. Hold on. You passed out fucking church shit? You were like, hey, kids, fuck the devil. Have a have a church pamphlet on Halloween. <laughs> well, would you put it that way? The, oh, you wouldn't put it that way. No, that's what you did, bitch. <laughs> that's what it's That's how I'd put it. <laughs> 100%. So it was this uh, basically propaganda for kids. So you were the lame house that everyone knew to run away from and not go to. You were like, you're like on par with the dentist house that passes out the fucking toothbrush. And you're like, (laughs) why? Yeah, yeah, essentially. So, so I forgot to mention, like, the other thing that we would typically do more often was we would just turn off all the lights so that people wouldn't ring our doorbell. We'd make sure all the windows were closed. Like, my mom genuinely seemed a little bit on edge on this particular night of the year. When little children were running around dressed as Disney princesses, she was yeah. on edge. That's sad. That's a sad existence. It it honestly is. It 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 really truly is. So my first Halloween ever was as a fully grown adult at work. And my mom was actually disappointed when she found out I participated <laughs> in my work's Halloween. So That gives you an idea, just a little window into my childhood with Halloween. So some churches in our area would hold this thing called Fall Festival. And on the ex-Adventist subreddit, I noticed some people talking about that. Another thing that some evangelical churches would do, I never heard about this being done in an Adventist church, but I heard about this being done in evangelical churches, is this thing called Hell Houses, where they would essentially... Instead of doing Halloween and, you know, 
devil-inspired Halloween decorations and events, they would literally scare the hell out of kids by putting on a simulation of what hell's like. That sounds dope as shit. I want to go to that. That sounds like a fun-ass haunted house. That's the shit that like the that's what the that's what the normal weeb people probably like did, did were there any like normal kids who like came to that and were like this is a sick haunted house. I don't know, maybe, but oh, just put yourselves in the shoes of a little kid who believes that hell is real and that this might actually be their fate for eternity because you got to remember most evangelical Christians believe that when you go to hell you're burning forever. Sure. It's it's the it's the super scary Mormon hell dream brought to life. All uh the Book of Mormon for those of y'all who have not uh listen even if you haven't seen it, literally just Google the fucking soundtrack. It's worth it. It the soundtrack is amazing, A plus. <laughs> but yeah, so that I, I'm gonna have a link in the show notes for an episode that was done by a podcast called How Gay Thou Art. They grew up as evangelical Christians, and so I believe they actually went through and experienced hell houses as kids. They did a whole deep dive into that, so that'll be linked in the show notes. Definitely recommend that if you haven't heard of hell houses before or if you're just curious. But yeah, so the typical Adventist thing that I went to was just called a fall festival. There would be some games. I remember the last one I went to there were just a bunch of adults like selling their homemade Adventist veggie meat recipes <laughs> and prepared food and maybe some other products. I think we had some people within our Adventist community who were really into like water filtration systems and alkaline water nonsense. And so they were selling that there too. So it basically was a fall themed Adventist like farmer's market in a way yeah so overall pretty boring yeah did you at least have like a fucking hayride or some shit you know i wouldn't be surprised if some churches did but we did not but what about like pumpkin carving because like even if you're not making like a proper jack-o'-lantern you did carve a pumpkin in any way no nope boo lame what about apple bobbing did you shove your head in a bucket of water to get a I don't apple? remember doing it there, but I do remember doing that at an Adventist summer camp. Okay. All right. But it wasn't like part of the fault. That's interesting. I think I just went to a particularly lame year the last time I went. So, okay. So besides that, the one of the big things I remember growing up about Halloween was all the fear mongering. My mom genuinely believed that evil people were putting razor blades inside of candies. And the hilarious thing, sad, but hilarious thing is I remember telling my cousins on my dad's side, they grew up Lutheran. I told them that this was happening. And I remember my mom encouraged me to tell them about razor blades and candies because she thought they might believe it more if it came from me instead of coming from her. And I remember that they looked at me like real skeptical and just were like, I don't know about that. And I remember thinking, oh, man, I was like genuinely afraid that they were going to go out that night 
because it was, I guess, you know, the day of that later that night, they were going to go out trick or treating. And I just, I had to warn them, you know, so that like Adventist missionary zeal about warning people of impending doom was instilled in me even as a young kid and even on Halloween. So I'm curious, like growing up, did you hear about razor blades inside of candies? So my mom, <laughs> um, I, I've heard of the whole like, oh, assholes will put razor blades in candy or some shit. I don't know if my mom genuinely believed that part. Same thing with the whole like, oh, people will switch out candy and put drugs in. And it's like, first of mm. all, that's just not economically sound for drug dealers. <laughs> like, literally, why would you give the good kush to kids for free? Like, no. So I don't think she actually like believed some of that. I'd have to ask to double check. But I just remember, but she's like a huge germaphobe. So I just remember her being on edge about any of the candy that could be like unwrapped and rewrapped so like tootsie pops and like smarties and like all those candies that it's just that like one thing of plastic that you just like you like pull it and it like untwists and like you could you could twist it up by hand again and like technically no one would would know that it's been opened or not before so my mom would literally, I would literally go trick or treating and I would come back and she would be like, Give me your candy. And I would have to give her my whole fucking little stash of candy. And she would go through. And on like some years, we'd do it together just because I was like, I want to eat my fucking candy. So let's just get this bitch fucking shit over with. Like, goddamn. We would sit down together at like the coffee table and pull out all of those candies. And then that would just be tossed. Like, my mom would toss it. Again, oh, no. I don't know if it's because she's, like, they fucking opened it and they could have, like, licked it and then closed it again or some shit. And she's like, I don't need I don't need that germ nonsense. But, I mean, like, I've definitely heard the whole razor blade. I've heard the whole drug thing. But also, that's just, like, a classic um, local TV news fear-mongering thing i feel like for some reason that that shit went viral before things went viral you know like that was like early day early viral over your local news shit so i've heard it before and i know my mom at least did separate my candy and i think too so like i had a i have like a childhood best friend and i'm pretty sure he came over one year to go trick-or-treating in my neighborhood so like we had some houses that had like the good the good good so i'm pretty sure at the end of the night like it was i just like auto auto mode dumped my candy on the table and was like going through sorting it and my mom came over to help and i'm i like i'm pretty sure he looked at me and was like what what are you doing why are you what are you doing <laughs> I was like, I gotta take out the candy that my mom says I can't have because people do weird shit with candy. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. Just go along with it. Like, I'm pretty sure he went to his mom and was like, <laughs> mom, why why is Sirsha's mom doing this? And she had to literally just be like, just, just fucking go with it. Don't ask questions. Just go with it. It's just the <laughs> shitty candy anyway. You know, it's like, it's just the Tootsie Pops and the fucking... And the and the and the smarties. It's like it's just the shitty stuff. Just just don't worry about it. 
just go along with it. <laughs> I guess when in Rome. Yeah. But then on the reverse, I remember if I would go to like another friend's neighborhood or something, it would be the reverse where it wouldn't be, you know, like I'm going over, especially if I went over and it was like, I don't think I ever slept over, but like, I know I definitely went over to my friend's house. Like he came to mine and I would go to his some years. And I I distinctly remember one year we went as like the Harry Potter characters. So it was like me as like a little Hermione running all around. And I'm pretty sure he went as Ron and his older sibling went as Harry because I didn't have to do the thing. Before my mom came and picked me up, I'm pretty sure I shoved like 10 Tootsie Rolls in my face because I was like, fuck this shit. She's going to take it away from me. I'm going to eat it all right now. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. That that kind of brings me to celebrating as an adult. The first time I actually tried celebrating Halloween, I was a full-on adult. I want to say this was in 2019, and it was a work thing. I had chosen not to participate in the past because I either still fully believed or I was deconstructing. But so in 2019, I quickly threw together an outfit that went along with this theme that my team was doing. And then another year, my team and I, we actually won like one of the categories because our company did these competitions and like we went all out. We've truly like, we really tried and we went all out and we won. And that felt like a very satisfactory achievement. <laughs> actually, you and I, we also won for our kind of neighborhood costume was that the Adams family year that I was here to encourage you to do Halloween shit? Yep, that was. That was our second Halloween together. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so um, love the Adams family. I'll link that in the show notes for anyone who isn't familiar. I only found out about it not that long ago. Yeah, that is my favorite, my favorite movie. The 1991-1992 movies. A plus would recommend. My mother, I don't remember this, but my mother says that I would straight up walk around and just, like, quote the shit that Wednesday says. Like, she has this story where my cousin was being a piece of shit or something, and um, I guess one of the lines that Wednesday says is, like, be afraid, be very afraid or something. And I said that like deadpan to my cousin and I guess my uncle was nearby and like fucking burst out laughing and like told my mom, I was like, I love your kid. <laughs> so, so I was just like, okay, checks out. <laughs> I think that sounds, I don't remember, but it sounds about right. That That sounds completely accurate and I would not be surprised at all. Speaking of which, we we watched the Wednesday show on Netflix as soon as it came out. Uh, A plus would recommend. They finally gave Wednesday the Latina heritage that she deserves, which is nice. Yep. So really, like, the first full-on Halloween experience that I really had was after we started dating. We went to this big Halloween event... We got dressed up. Yeah, didn't we start dating like a few months ahead of Halloween or something? So it was it was like, hi, nice to meet you, Halloween. 
<laughs> basically this is halloween this is halloween <laughs> yeah your favorite time of year um <laughs> so it worked out yeah so we did this big halloween event we dressed up we bought ourselves candy because we weren't gonna go trick-or-treating or we didn't really know of like an adult mm-hmm. trick-or-treating event it was a spooky Halloween event, too. I feel like that's worthy of note. It wasn't, this wasn't like some fucking Mickey's not so scary Halloween bullshit. This was like a rah, we gonna make you scream, bitch. <laughs> mm hmm. People running around with fake chainsaws, and yeah. it was great. I really enjoyed it. Fog machines everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, you know, years ago, being deeply Adventist and believing. Satan is real and believing like all of these satanic things, you wouldn't have caught me dead in a place like that. With people fully ass dressed as like demons walking around like. (laughs) Yeah. So for one, you think, A, it's it's not Christian, it's anti-Christian. But then two, part of you is like, well, even if they're not literal devils, like there's an evil presence in the place or something. Um, So... Yeah, you wouldn't have caught me dead in one of those. And another thing you wouldn't have caught me dead doing is watching a bunch of scary movies or even stuff like Harry Potter, right? Like we, the first time I ever saw Harry Potter was after we started dating and we did a movie marathon. It's required viewing in this relationship, as was the <laughs> Adams family. Yeah, although with J.K. Oh, J.K. Rowling can fuck all the way off. She didn't. Uh, Harry Potter was anonymously written um, by uh, by just some amazing person who's not a turf. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, even even though they did include a bunch of anti-Semitic tropes and other problematic things. Oh my God! Also, also Cho Chang. I will never. I'm so mad. Cho is a Korean surname and Chang is a Chinese surname for those of you who did not know. She literally took two surnames of two different East Asian countries and put them together and was like, that's totally a name. Yeah. Um, Not that we're (laughs) going to do a whole Harry Potter review, but yes. But I could. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, we did that. We did Nightmare Before Christmas, which I hadn't seen before. And Beetlejuice, which was a trip, and that was fun. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. We still need to go see the Broadway show, though. I want to see it so bad. It looks so good. We'll make plans to do that. We still need to carve our pumpkin this year. It's just sitting on it's sitting on the fucking counter. Every time I look at it, I'm, I'm dying inside because I'm like, I'm so sorry that you're still whole. We need to gut you immediately. With love and care. <laughs> right, of course. The only way to do it. Um, so yeah, we will we will do that. But yeah, I I had not carved a pumpkin at all before our relationship. So it truly took dating somebody who is really big into Halloween for me to do the things I never did as a kid. The embodiment of spooky shit. Yeah. <laughs> From here we're gonna jump to some random comments on the ex-Adventist subreddit. And I'm going to have you start off by reading the first one, which I really enjoyed reading this one and seeing kind of how it turns out. I was never allowed to go trick-or-treating or watch Halloween shows slash movies. 
My mom would hand out candy along with religious tracts every... What the fuck is a tract? Is that that paper thing you were talking about? Those little handouts? All right. Uh, With the paper handout bullshit every year (laughs) while loudly playing religious music. She'd decorate our porch with a huge picture of Jesus that said, Jesus is above Halloween or something like that. What the fuck? (laughs) Jesus. All right. I even once asked her if I could go trick-or-treating as Jesus or an angel. Honestly, so what a smart fucking kid. What a smart workaround. Just be like, but mom, I'm spreading the Lord's word. Um, I love that. <laughs> but she said no. Fuck that. Obviously, as a kid whose friends were all trick-or-treating and eating a lot of candy, the next few weeks it made me sad. I mean, yeah, that candy lasts. That's like you have candy with your with your fucking lunchbox for like weeks. It's great. Unless, well, that's how it should be. That's how your kids should, like, your your parents should, like, take it away from you and then be like, you get to have some every day. But also some parents are like, whatever. And then you eat it all at once and then you, like, throw up. So, you know. To, to eat to each their own so they're at least at least their friends parents were doing the right thing of like we're, we're stealing your candy to give it back to you in small quantities i didn't dress up for the first time until i was 22 is that kind of you when did you no i would have been in my like late 20s mid late 20s okay well they have you beat now with my son getting older we do halloween stuff the whole month of october Ah, as you should. A plus. Yeah. That that just stories like this really warm my heart up where it's like, I grew up like this. I missed out on all of this. Now I'm going to make sure that my kid doesn't miss out. Yeah, I'm going to do it with my kid. We're going to do it together. A plus. Yeah, love that. All right. So this one is an interesting one. Also involves a parent and their kids. It says, I started doing Halloween things with my kids about four years ago. This year is the first year I've really decorated for Halloween, and I love it. We are all five of us getting inflatable costumes this year. My house is the most decorated house in our neighborhood, and my kids are so excited about having the coolest house. I got colored floodlights that we can control by an app and sync the lights to music or just make it however we want. Those are the coolest. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Tons of spider webs, giant spiders crawling over outside the house, creepy fabric draped above the garage, crows hanging from the trees. That's that's a fun touch. Crime scene tape around the flower beds. Still waiting for my floating candlesticks to arrive to hang in my entryway in front of the front door. Speaking of Harry Potter vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I love taking the kids trick-or-treating, and since we now live in an actual neighborhood with lots of families, hoping we have trick-or-treaters come by the house for the first time ever. Honestly, I can relate because I want to say after like maybe one or two years of putting the lights out at our home growing up and then pulling this shit with the little friend and guide magazines and the healthy the healthy snacks and maybe a couple of regular candies like nobody really bothered coming by <laughs> which is not surprising no the the word spreads 
kids know how to fucking talk. There was a, I mean, like, God, for some kids, man, we had a whole thing. I remember, like, in middle school, especially when you get older, like, you're in middle school and you can start really, like, planning shit. I literally remember, like, my friend grew. It would be, like, five of us or something. And we would all be saying, we'd all be listing out what we knew. Like, oh, I know my neighborhood has this and this and this. And someone would else be like, okay, but I know my neighborhood has this, this. And, and like, you, we'd literally pick as a group, like, which neighborhoods we're going to at what times in order to do things. And, and then, like, within the neighborhood, you got to know where the good houses are to try to hit them first before they run out of shit like in my neighborhood we had a couple like maybe two or three years there was someone who gave out beanie babies like literal fucking stuffed animals in so like i would always know to go to that house in that vein like my background when i was little um like growing up up through maybe high school we kind of did like the normal bowl of candy or whatever the fuck but by the time I got to high school, my parents were doing a lot more well-off. Like, they got some better jobs and stuff. So my mom, her, like, her goal that she wanted to achieve in life as a, as a suburban Halloween mom was to be the full-size candy bar house. So we were the full-size candy bar house starting when I was in, like, high school and going into college. So we would have, like, the little tiny ones for when all, like, the itty-bitty babies are coming by first before it's, like, even dark out. But once we started getting to, like, elementary school, like, middle school and, and ages, like, once once we're past, you know, like, six or seven, you know, we get all the itty-bitty babies first, get the itty-bitty tiny chocolates but then mom would break out the full-size candy bars and it would it was so fun watching because literally we'd have like a fucking eight-year-old uh like i don't know fucking buzz Lightyear or some shit would run up and you'd like i would be there like fully decked out probably in like a wednesday costume or something because that was just an easy one for me to do and i'd be like handing out the candy and oh my god it's so fun to see their eyes they just get so big because they're like oh my fucking god is that a full-size fucking candy bar <laughs> and i remember vividly like one of the kids like grabbing and being like thank you and then like running back down the driveway and literally screaming like full kid level screaming they have full-size candy bar like to his parents <laughs> just like freaking out and you bet within like 20 minutes we we were instantly the full-size candy bar house and and because my mom kept up with it every year every year we like almost if if kids were gonna start anywhere in our neighborhood they tended to start like at our house or in our little cul-de-sac area because they knew that we had the full sizes and that my mom would run out yeah <laughs> so basically your home was the complete opposite of mine <laughs> oh a hundred percent i mean we didn't go all out with decor but part of the reason we didn't was because we couldn't compete with our neighbor down the street like no one could so we all had like our basic decor but then everybody kind of gave up because the guy on the corner down the street like owned a fucking party city or some shit like he 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 owned one of those companies that does the fucking decor shit like he his his cars he would have like a car he would have like a truck 
parked in front of his house on the street with one of those little like mobile like mini climbing wall things that you see at little like fairs like little fairgrounds like he was like that person so so like he owned shit so every year i mean every fucking inch of his house had had degree he put shit on the roof I don't know. How, he had a two-story fucking house, and the motherfucker found a way to get a goddamn ladder to go up on the roof, and he would have, like, fucking clowns on the roof and, like, shit in the palm trees, and like, it was fucking it was insane. I got to cut in here to say that I saw killer clowns from outer space when I was a kid on TV, and it freaked me out. <laughs> There's this one scene, if if you've never seen it... My dad loves that movie. <laughs> it's incredibly fake, right? <laughs> but little Adventist kid me who just stumbled across it. I don't even think it was around Halloween. I just think it was randomly on, you know, like over-the-air TV because we never had cable growing up. So little kid me, I see the scene where this like, you know, tiny clown head is like coming up through the toilet and I kid you not, for at least a month after that, maybe not every day, but at least every other couple of times when I had, I had to use the, when I had to, when I had to take shit, <laughs> maybe this is, maybe this is too much information, but TMI. I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm freaked out that a killer clown from outer space is going to come up and attack me. Can we tell my dad this story? He's going to lose his shit. Sure. Because <laughs> he, loves, he loves this movie. This is like a classic horror sci-fi for him. Universal um, Studios does like Halloween Horror Nights, right? They had a killer clown from Outer Space House one year. It was pretty fun. Like you would, like you walked through and it was like, all th- oh, it was great. It's good stuff. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, that's, you mentioned clowns. That's, that's right. My brain goes straight to that. Little kid me being freaked out. Um, all right. Do you want to take this? Ne- <laughs> do you want to take this next one? Sure. I got to experience Halloween once through a nifty little Adventist loophole. We love those. Every year in my Pathfinder club. Side note. This is so funny. Just that the fact that this shit's called Pathfinder because we have a friend who's a fucking nerd and plays Pathfinder, like the D and D esque game. It's so funny to me every time. Like he'll say Pathfinder and you'll say Pathfinder, and I have to keep switching my brain's nerdness <laughs> on and off to be like, which one are we talking about? Right, completely different things. <laughs> totally different, but yeah, both called Pathfinder. Anyway, um, so if any if anyone looks at you weird when you talk about ex Adventist Pathfinder shit, and they have like nerd vibes, that's why. They're talking about like a Dungeons and Dragons-esque game. Okay. Every year in my Pathfinder club, we do a food drive for Thanksgiving food baskets. Oh, that's fun. We'd go around the neighborhood dropping off bags and explaining what we were doing. Then about a week later, we'd go back to pick up any food people donated. One year, the day we went to hand out the bags happened to be on Halloween, October 31st. 
We were out in the late afternoon, not the evening, so we didn't come across any trick-or-treaters, but people were more than happy to give us some candy they had ready. Aw, sick. My parents even let me keep the candy after so- Oh my god. Are you fucking kidding me? After sorting through it to make sure there were no demonic influences on the packaging. What does that mean? What is that even? What the fuck are like? Whatever you want it to mean. Is it like the M&M? Is the green M&M lady in her flat shoes instead of her heels like <laughs> demonic according to Tucker Carlson shit? Like what the <laughs> fuck are they talking? <laughs> it means whatever you want it to mean. There's people going around on social media right now saying Taylor Swift has satanic influences our lord and savior taylor swift okay let's not go on that tangent (laughs) (laughs) our lord and savior taylor swift okay moving on um it was so much fun there was no way to explain how fun getting free candy from all your neighbors is as a sheltered adventist kid who doesn't usually get to have candy or fun i mean yeah man just just being a normal kid and getting free candy was the shit so yeah if you can't do anything fun then yeah that's mega the shit I can't even imagine how much more fun it would have been to dress up in a costume with a bunch of other kids running around, too. It's a crime that Halloween was stolen from us. It is. Halloween's the best. It's just, it's just fucking pagan shit turned into free candy time. Like, bruh, it's so good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then we've got one last one. This one says, one year when I was little probably between six and eight, instead of going trick-or-treating, my siblings and I sat around doing craft projects about why Halloween was bad. No. (laughs) Especially that year, since it fell on Friday night, which for all of the non-Adventists listening, Friday night means it's already Sabbath. So, Absolutely. Uh, I was going to say on Friday the 13th, like that doesn't check out. <laughs> it's it's Halloween. I know. That's why I was like, the math isn't mathing. Like what? My my brain, when you're like Friday, bad, I, I automatically think you mean Friday the 13th? No. Because 13 is the whole, you know, ooh, scary number, but also the number of our Lord and Savior Taylor Swift, so. (laughs) No. (laughs) Friday night, as in every Friday night of your entire existence, is part of the Sabbath. Ah. So, like, when the sun goes down kind of thing? Yeah, we've, we've talked about this. I thought it was just Saturday. Nope. 24 hour period from sundown oh. Friday to can, all right for everyone listening can you just appreciate how not indoctrinated Ew. my partner was <laughs> as a non-adventist she's like wait what wait what it's tw- <laughs> Friday sundown <laughs> what <laughs> cuz like sunday is holy or whatever in catholicism and it's just sunday yep. So it's like until that, until you get to midnight mass, no one gives two shits. Like, it's not Sunday yet until that clock says it's Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know, I found out the other day that apparently within some Mormon communities, apparently the more conservative Mormons, 
Sabbath observance for them is an actual thing. You know, they go to church on Sunday, but on Sunday, some Mormons, not all of them, would actually also choose not to buy or sell, which I found interesting because I think most Christians in the United States didn't really care about buying or selling on Sunday. Um, But apparently some Mormons did. So that was an interesting thing I found out. I mean, yeah, Christian Sunday brunch is a is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And that would count as like buying and selling, right? Like going to a business. Yep. Going to a restaurant. It depended on how strict you were. I had an Adventist friend who thought there's nothing wrong with going out to eat Sabbath lunch with her family. And so they did that. That was when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? That's breaking the Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you're making other people work on that day. Right. OK. Yeah. Yeah, Christians don't give two shits. They want their goddamn brunch. Those heathen assholes can cook them their fucking pancakes. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, before we got off on this tangent, uh, I'm going to go back to the I'm going to go back to the comment. So it's Friday night. Halloween happens to fall on a Friday night. So they're doing craft projects. So continuing. This was unprompted by our parents. It was really just the only thing we could think to do to occupy our time. That's so sad. (laughs) That hurts my soul. (laughs) I want to give these kids a hug. Yeah. Hey, if you wrote this comment and you're listening, like, give a hug to your... I will give you a fucking hug. Hit me the fuck up, bitch. I will give you the biggest virtual hug. Like, goddamn... Yep. Give yourself a hug. We'll give you virtual hugs. Get some therapy. (laughs) You know, we love therapists. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. If I remember correctly, we even ended up taping some of our projects to the front door. This was such a depressing Halloween. And yeah, (laughs) you made arts and crafts. To say why Halloween is bad and then you taped it to your door. I'm wondering if that was your idea or if that was the parents' idea at this point. To tape it to the door? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're saying the arts and crafts is their idea. So I almost wonder if they were, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it could have been the parents' idea. I'd be like, wow, good job. Now go show all the heathens your godly work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So continuing... When I was a freshman in academy, our school held a food drive. Some of the kids in my class decided it would be fun to go trick-or-treating for food instead of candy. That was my first time going trick-or-treating, and it was a lot of fun. Our class won the contest for which class could collect the most food, and we were given a lot of candy, too. So they kind of did what, like, the earlier one did. They found the loophole. Yeah. So actually, that's that's kind of a theme, especially for people who go back and... It's not trick-or-treating if you're collecting food donations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically a recurring theme that you'll find if you listen to enough of these episodes, enough to the episodes that Abby and Amy originally did. Growing up Adventist sometimes was a lot about finding loopholes. <laughs> so basically, you need to make sure your lawyer is ex-Adventist. <laughs> If you need loopholes, get an ex-Adventist lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. 
And then I just want to throw this in. It's not a full-on comment I'm going to read, but I uh, this just made my day when I saw it. Someone on the ex-admin subreddit got a job at a spirit Halloween this year. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that for them. <laughs> yeah, they wrote, I get to be surrounded by forbidden things I never got to experience, and I'm loving it. And we love that for you. So yeah, that's basically what we had to share about our Halloween experiences. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to end with for this part of the show. No, but we should definitely end because our daughter is crying on the other side of the door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I can just hear... Just just to clarify for everyone listening, not a human child, (laughs) but our dog. We don't have humans in this household. We just have dog children. So we got to go take care of her. Yeah. Because she's just like, y'all motherfuckers, let me alone. Because <laughs> we are in closets. Let me emphasize, closet this motherfucker. <laughs> Put me back in the fucking closet. Closed door. We've closed the doors. He's He's in one closet. I'm in another closet. <laughs> And our dog is just crying, like, why the fuck are you two in closets, not including me? If she was in one of them, she probably wouldn't give a shit. But she's like, you left me out. (laughs) Let me in. (laughs) Normally, it's just me in the closet. So (laughs) now she's confused. So yeah, on that note, we're going to turn it over to Abby and Amy's episode on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. So, tell me about Halloween, guys. It's the devil's holiday. Yep. Evil. Yep. (laughs) Want to tell us about Halloween, Ian? It was a uh, a holiday that was. uh, It was like a little bit like uh, ambiguous in our household, like. It was coming, but we didn't really know how to play it. <laughs> because it was the devil. But then there was candy. I don't know. Were you forbidden from participating? Yes. Like no trick-or-treating or dressing up or any right. of that stuff? Yeah. Did you feel bad about that? A little bit. Yeah. Expound, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to I mean, draw you out, <laughs> motherfucker. Come on. I don't know what I. I mean, it, that goes into a lot of other things about Adventism that's fucked up. So, well, right. do it. What do you think this is? A podcast about not Adventism <laughs> being fucked up? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I think as an Adventist kid growing fire. up, you always feel like you're on the outside of. Mainstream, whatever it may be, as far as fucking not not being able to swim on Saturday, because that was a rule too. Yeah. And uh, and then thinking that public school kids were all like super bad, and you're like, well, that's weird. I guess I should not. Yeah, but they dress like. Like devils ate candy and swam on Saturdays. They right. were horrible. They were the worst. But it is kind of it does Halloween. Super Satan. Does kind of go back to the separatist nature of 
the Adventist c- community because that is like Josh was talking about the community he grew up in and how it was Halloween was very much a community event and Adventists were supposed to be removed from that to a certain extent. So even the things that weren't necessarily like pagan or devilish you're still supposed to be apart from the world. Yeah, even the good things in the world to a certain extent you're supposed to pull back from. And so I do think there's this weird like uh, no, don't don't go to the public high school's fall festival go to the weird, crappy, small, tiny Adventist one. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we had a fall festival. We, you know, when I was a, especially a young kid, we were not allowed. Do you to want to hold the speaking stick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we were uh, not allowed to trick or treat, and so they would take us to the you know to the church school, which was a gymnasium slash church slash our school, and they just you know set up like five or ten activities around, and you know you could do like uh, an obstacle course. One year, it was really cool. That sounds pretty fun. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but there were like ten kids. Oh. And there were like more adults than kids, and everyone was humoring us. Was all the candy carrot? <laughs> oh no! At least it was good candy. But yeah, you would play a game and you'd win some candy, but you couldn't say trick or treat. Like you weren't allowed to say trick or treat. You just walked around the gymnasium getting candy for completing acts. Yeah, I, I, my, I was just saying to Adrian, my family was actually pretty good. We were allowed to trick or treat, uh, and we were allowed to participate in the neighborhood stuff, but. Um, my parents were really weird about the costuming. Like, we weren't allowed to dress as anything that could be remotely construed as satanic or or even all that worldly. Like, I, I remember one year I dressed as a pirate, and that was, it was really iffy. Like, like, it, my, like I remember my parents being like, I, I don't know if you're, you know, I don't think you can have the eye patch. Like, they were weird about masks. Hmm. And it, I wonder why that is. It, I don't, that was just, I don't know. But we were allowed to trick or treat, and we did every year, and, you know, we had fun, and... But like I say, the constriction was the was the costumes. Mm. Fiona, tell me about Halloween. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. What do you do on Halloween? <laughs> um. <laughs> we usually go trick or treating, right? We were when we were kids. We were allowed to go trick or treating until we weren't. So it's like when we were really, really little. We did. I think it was because my mom liked to dress up, dress us up in cute costumes for photo ops and what have you. So when we were really little, we did. And some of our, some of me and my brother's cutest pictures are of us in Halloween costumes. And then, especially after we did join a church and what have you, we stopped. But it was always presented to me like, not that we're stopping because God doesn't want us to, but because we're stopping because the next house you go to, you're going to be abducted. And murdered. Oh, it was a fear of... It was a... Yes. My mother was very much this, don't go out into the world because the world's going to hurt you. And someone's going to give you poison candy, and there are going to be razors in the apples, and... Now, this could have been a timing thing as well, because separate church, you weren't Mm -hmm. Adventist, but it was razors and apples, Right. it was kidnapping, those were all a lot of reasons. Drugs in the candy? I remember that one. I think they were just fear-mongering on TV and making everyone feel like it was unsafe. So that's what we were doing, so we were like... I think an interesting thing about Halloween um, for us was that we lived way out in the country. And so even, like, I don't remember our mom saying that, like, trick-or-treating was bad or something, but you would have had to walk, like, seven miles to hit ten houses. There was nowhere for us to go trick-or-treating. I remember going to a few 
Halloween parties over the years, like at somebody's house, but it was always like five kids and our parents yeah. hanging out watching movies or something. Um, our mom liked making the costumes because she was really crafty. So I remember like one year we had a subscription to Ranger Rick and in this issue of Ranger Rick, there were uh, like a whole bunch of costumes that you could make out of bleach bottles and uh, and milk cartons. And so we made like, Sai made like a zebra mask out of a bleach bottle and I had like a princess crown made out of a made out of a milk jug or something and so my mom kind of liked the craftiness of making costumes and everything but the satanic stuff came up for us with our crazy crazy ass uncle who lived next door and but he also didn't let his kids celebrate Christmas for a while yeah because of Satan well because Christmas like Halloween is based on pagan rituals and he said this is a true story he said that um, hanging ornaments on the tree represented hanging Christians' heads on the tree. Yeah. And that is exactly why I do it every year. And everyone's always like, oh, that's so pretty. No. No. Christian it's a metaphor. What, it's a metaphor. Um, but he, so one year, and I remember this really vividly, they were having, they always had the like, the church would always have a fall festival or something and it was always around Halloween but not on Halloween and it was always to keep the kids from going trick-or-treating or whatever and so they were having the like fall festival and they were having all the kids dress up as bible characters so you still got to wear a costume but it was like a lame-ass costume everybody's wearing a bathrobe with some towel on their head and saying uh, you know, oh, I'm Moses. Oh, well, I'm Aaron. I'm, you know, anyway, you're just yeah, it was just two gay kids for David and Jonathan. (laughs) Yeah. Couples costume, David and Jonathan. Uh, But, so anyway, but we were supposed to go, and so I went over to see if my cousins would be allowed to go with us, and he was just in a mood and he launches into this thing about how my mom is a witch and Halloween is evil and this is a pagan holiday and we're participating in this celebration of the devil by even having any activity anytime near Halloween and I'm like dude we're dressing up in bible character costumes and we're having a bonfire and he says bonfire means bone fire and that's when they would burn the Christians at the stake and that's what a bonfire is all about and so so apparently all bonfires were evil trick or treating's evil Halloween was evil even if you were dressing up as a bible character it was evil. That uncle of yours didn't believe any of that. He was just cheap, and he forgot to buy the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> that is possibly true. Um, but yeah, that was a horrible. Your uncle's crazy. He was uh, legitimately He's dead now. Unwell, and uh, that was an expression of it. It did. I do think that perhaps um, old bleach bottles as masks probably not the best idea for a child. I have <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Just mix it with a little ammonia. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. What's up? They were making astronaut helmets out of old uh, milk cartons. Hello. Yeah, it's fire time. It is yeah. fire time. 
Because it's a bonfire to celebrate burning Christians at the stake. That's what we're just talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, we turned the air conditioner on my house when I was a kid, so we make fire. Mm-hmm. John, do you have any um, Halloween stories to oh, share with the group? I don't. Were you allowed to participate in Halloween? Yeah. Yeah? So. You got the lightest version of Adventism of all of us. Seriously. <laughs> uh, people used to get, you know, they were giving out free candy, so... Um, yeah. I don't have anything to say about Halloween. So it's trick or treating. Your parents were career Adventists, uh, <laughs> so they were really just did it for the cash. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> that sweet, sweet Adventist teacher money. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to say this earlier. We alluded to this when we were talking about parenting earlier, but I, I do think we should tell the story of Fiona last Halloween because this is probably our proudest moment of atheist parenting, right? I mean, am I overstating No. No. Did you bring this up, Ryan? Well, yeah, I did bring it up earlier when we were talking. But we didn't tell, kind of tell tell the story. story. So go for it. So we're trick-or-treating, and I don't even remember how it got brought up. Well, I think we were joking about how evil and satanic Halloween is. The devil and Satan, and people are using all of these words, like all of his nicknames. We'd all been teasing each other in that way all night. And then when Lana and Jim were getting ready to leave, we were like, oh, happy Satan's day. Happy Satan's day. (laughs) Hail Satan. Go Satan. You know, all of these jokes in rapid succession. We are really fucking funny, you guys. (laughs) Um, And, you know, as everybody's saying goodbye, Fiona pipes up and is like, who's Satan? And it was this moment where uh, I think think maybe she even said, what? You're right. She said, what Satan? And I think... I think Lana was the person who was the most just pleased with this. Like, like you guys did it. Yes. You, well, I felt. I mean, I congratulations. I felt a great. You're surprise. such awesome parents. Like we had killed the boogeyman. Like yeah. Like oh, like she has she was other five, things. Right? Five. Yeah. yeah. Five years and no. And like wow. that specter that haunted my childhood and terrified me my whole growing up does not exist for her. Well, and and when someone like starts explaining, she's like, "Oh, like the guy with like the the tail and like sometimes he carries a pitchfork." Like no, it's very but, much this mythological but, 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 beast. I mean, he to was her. based off of robot Satan from Futurama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just so oh, strange. Sure. strange character from some yeah. comic book or something. Yeah, it so is what? it is very much this like, you know, you you might she might also say the Minotaur? What's that? Like, you'd yeah. be like, Basically, oh, the... what you're saying is you have a literate child who understands that he is a character from a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it that again, this is like Amy is saying, he is not a thing to be feared. He is a joke. It is because he's not real. And it was this moment where it was like, yeah, like we had done it. We have erased that wow. from. We did it, everybody! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> you know, it's funny because my parents were, you know, as I just said, they weren't religious or anything. But just growing up in the South and Appalachia and stuff, you can't get away from the devil, not yeah. easily anyway. And so, like, the devil does scare me. Like the, the concept, like I don't even believe in him, but it's still kind of like, ugh, like well. That, I mean, the concept stuff. of ultimate evil—that's yeah. scary. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to talk to us about Adventist Halloween? Well, um, to me, Adventist Halloween was always really weird because it, we really—it was a mystery. There was just no nothing Halloween about it in our household or our school. 
because when I was very young, we were in Nebraska. It was the little two-room school, mm-hmm. and they were hyper-conservative. So it was fall festival, if it was anything. But even more than that, that seems like when we were a little bit older, when we lived in Massachusetts... But the thing that I remember being associated with Halloween is they would send us in gathering, which made me feel oh my God. like we had to go like on in gathering food drive, so money or food, and it always made me feel like such a beggar to go up to these <laughs> doors and ask for canned goods. And Even people would just than... look at you so weird, and it was just really strange. I forgot about that. I think I don't think in gathering was as much of a thing by the time. I was a teenager, but yeah, I forgot that that kind of coincided with Halloween. And I remember one year it coincided very much with Halloween, so we saw kids trick-or-treating, and it might have been a night early or something like that, like, but um, they were, they, the people were trying to give us candy, and like, we didn't know what to do, you know? (laughs) Here, take our leftover Halloween candy. Yes. So it was just well, like. Well, I can't. I hate Satan. <laughs> but I'm sure my brother Jeff took the candy. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, the in gathering was a strange, strange thing. Do we have to explain what it is to people that don't know? I suppose that's a good idea. I mean, it was basically like every year when the Boy Scouts go around and leave the bags on your porch and then you can fill them with canned goods. I mean, it's was collecting money and food for the poor, right? Yes. But it was sort of an annual thing with most Adventists. But it just made us feel so completely odd because I had no idea Boy Scouts or anybody else did this. I just thought it was some strange, you know, like our separatists from the world kind of yeah. thing. Definitely weird. And you just wanted to get dressed in a costume and go trick-or-treating. <laughs> uh, Josh, you were saying that you love Halloween, mm-hmm. but you were not an Adventist kid. No. <laughs> no, I wasn't really raised religious. My mom was raised Presbyterian, I suppose. And then my dad was raised uh, Episcopalian. Because his mom was French. Uh, I think I told you this story before. My grandfather met her when he was in World War II. He was in the medical corps. And he was on leave in Morocco. And my grandmother's father was a former member of the French Foreign Legion. He was a member of the cavalry. He actually taught like the cavalry, cavalry tactics to the Vietnamese army back when the French were still owning it. And so he was retired, and he was running this, uh, this little business where he would rent out horses, and he would take people on boar hunts. And like my grandfather, like I guess he was Hemingway, more or less, so he does this, and he met my grandmother there, and they fell in love, and then he took her back to southeastern Kentucky, of all places. And so she, being raised French, uh, being raised, you know what I mean, uh, she was Catholic, and there are no Catholics. Catholicism's not very big in the mountains, and so Episcopalian is the next best thing. And, you know, the, Jonathan Winters has this joke that Episcopalians are just Catholics without the Latin. And so Dad was raised in that. He was an altar boy and stuff. I was actually baptized Episcopalian, but neither of them had very strong religious views. Um, I think they wanted my brother and I to kind of find our own way. So that wasn't really a, a thing for us. I mean, I've been living in the South. I've been told I've been going to hell plenty of times. <laughs> and my ex-mother-in-law certainly thought that. 
And so, um, so it was a big deal. We just, just because we had so much fun. We liked scary movies and stuff like that. And like I was telling you, um, we lived uh, in Houston for a long time. And that was for a very long time. That was the longest place I had lived until, you know, collectively now it's Kentucky. But, you know, I lived there from about, I guess, 8 to 13. And, you know, kind of formative years. And so it's like one of those mythic blocks where people got along really well and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they were Christian, but they were also kind of like, they identified as that, but they weren't exactly like church going and stuff. You know, some people were, but most were, were, yeah. were just kind of like, yeah, that's what we bring are. bring it home with them. Yeah, exactly. And so the people just had so much fun. They would dress up and they would decorate their houses and things like that. My mom made the best costumes ever. Mm-hmm. You know, she made my brother a co- the Flash costume one time. She was really good. And I, I, she made me a Moon Knight costume, which, you know, shows how nerdy I was. That's just obscure enough to be really awesome. I know, right? And, uh, and um, I we would go walking around the block and just trick-or-treating. Like, one time my brother went to Spider-Man and he had these, those silly string canisters and this one dude was out in front of his house and he was he, he was like, he's dressed like a hunchback and he has over this cauldron stirring it. And, you know, he was giving out candy. But I, but he started playing with my brother and Jake starts spraying him with the silly string and he's going, oh, you will get you Spider-Man. <laughs> Things like that. So it was it was such a neat time. And it was, it was unique because I've never, well, not never, but um, well, I guess never experienced Halloween quite like that again. Partially because we moved to different places. Some of them pretty rural. Some of them just, you know, for whatever reason, they get into the spirit. And even the ones that did, you know, I was a bit older, and so I... I that was kind of prime time for yeah, it as well. Was, yeah, exactly. So I have such good memories of that. And, like, I get excited. Like, I, I live in an apartment now, and no kids ever come by. And I'm like, I just want to see the costumes and give out candy. <laughs> I'll give out comic books, too, if I could. But nobody ever comes, so it's probably better for my bank account that <laughs> they don't. You can come trick-or-treating with us and our kids. Sweet. Thank you. Well, everything you're describing sounds super evil. Oh, absolutely. Well, I told you also. Celebrating Satan. <laughs> yeah. I told you, every Halloween, we would carve Count Pumpkula. You know, he was, you know, he had the fangs and everything. I mean, we'd have other pumpkins, but we always had to have a pumpkula. That's hilarious. And also evil. evil. Well, you know, the best things are associated with Satan. Let's just get that out there right now. Rock and roll, sex. Definitely true. Satan. The Roomba. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share about your Adventist or fundamentalist experience, we'd love to hear it. You can submit stories on our website at hell.bio. That's H-E-L-L dot B-I-O. Or leave us a voicemail at 301-750-8648 and we might feature it in a future episode. Thanks to Abby and Amy for their original podcast audio, and thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the next one.